be long, but, uh, you know, uh, going back to Brother Gandhi, he's been doing this uh, ministry uh, training deal about once a month or as time allows and um, really getting some good things from that. But one thing that I thought about as I was getting ready for this morning, uh, he said, uh, you know, don't preach something that you're not really living or that you really haven't been through. You know, uh, preach about what you know, what what you believe. And, um, and of course, I always try to do that, but I really kind of put that at the forefront of my mind when I was preparing this. And, um, and I, I was thinking, you know, what can I talk about that really I have a real-life experience with? And uh, so this morning I want to talk about uh, faith when it counts. And um, so just one quick verse of Scripture, Second Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. That's a, uh, that's a passage we're all familiar with. Um, you know, we've probably anybody in here knows that Scripture. If we don't know where it's at, that, that's one of those we just kind of say, we kind of quote, kind of like I can do all things through Christ. But what is faith? What types of faith are there? I want to get into that a little deeper. Uh, you can be faithful to a cause. You can, you can have faith toward God for a miracle. Or you can, you know, when you get in your car and crank it, you have faith. I've, I've had some vehicles I didn't have any faith in. I know maybe some of y'all have been there too. But, uh, but right now, thank the Lord, I, I can have a little faith in mine. But uh, there's many ways to describe faith. There's many ways faith is used in our lives. Uh, Webster's gives several definitions of the word faith. Number one, it says, allegiance to duty or a person, loyalty. So, uh, being faithful to church, that's one aspect of faith, faithful attendance, faithful giving of your own time, faithful giving with your resources. You know, we recognize that's a type of faith. Uh, if you're faithful to your job, doing a good job, they usually let you keep coming back. And, uh, you know, it, there's an aspect of faith involved in that. And then fidelity to one's promises is another definition. Doing exactly what you said you would do. If you make a commitment, follow through with it. Being faithful, you know, acting in good faith. Those, these are all aspects of it. And getting closer to the aspect that I want to discuss this morning, belief and trust in and loyalty to God. Firm belief in something for which there is no proof. But we do have proof, amen? amen. Uh, complete trust. Something that is believed especially with strong conviction. So there's many aspects of faith that seem to affect our lives. There's different levels of faith. Uh, you might speak about having a deeper faith. You know, there's there's preachers that'll that'll get into these realms of faith, and and you can really go. Uh, you know, you can explore this from all different angles. And we use the scripture to open with. You know, uh, but we walk by faith, not by sight. But 
are we really walking by faith or is sometimes it may be more wishful thinking than really having faith and there's a difference there having faith in god having faith in his word is a very specific action it's one thing to believe in god uh I have no doubts that anybody, everybody here believes in God, but do we have faith in God? It's easy to say we have faith in God, but sometimes it's, you know, it's easy to say that. I have faith in God, but, but sometimes it's only just believing in God. It's wishful thinking, and faith requires action. Faith requires a commitment, a response on our part. So uh, James chapter 2, 14 through 26, I'm going to read a little and talk a little, but storm of verse 14, he said, what does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked, destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? In other words, God forbid somebody in here's house burnt down last week and, and I hear about it and I've got clothes in the closet, I've got a little bit of money in the bank and I come up to you and say, Brother, I'm, I hate to hear what happened. I'm going to pray for you. God bless you. That, do, that doesn't do you a bit of good. And uh, that's the same way that faith works if we don't apply what we know it, it doesn't do any good so verse 17 said even so faith if it has not works is dead being alone yes if a man says if a man may say you have faith and i have works show me your faith without your works and i'll show you my faith by my works you believe that there's one God, you do well. The devils also believe and tremble. And again, it's, it's easier to believe that there is a God than to believe that he's a personal God. Uh, this is something I used to struggle with about how personable God can be, that he cares about what we're going through. He knows where you're living. He's interested in you. And that's, at first, that's, maybe a hard concept for some people but he's a personal god and it, it's easier for me to believe god for you than for myself because i know my faults but you don't know and vice versa and we think that god is is going to hold these things over our head but god uh faith requires action we talk about it we preach about it but to implement it can often be harder than it sounds and i'm not here to criticize i want to encourage these are these are things i had to learn i've struggled with this we all have uh there come times that we have to step out by faith even when it's uncomfortable verse 20 of james 2 but but will you know O vain man that faith without works is dead was not abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar. See you how faith wrought his works with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. 
And the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. There's a term, a concept, uh, maybe you've heard it. I've kind of learned it here recently, but you call it the thousand-foot view. When you've got a problem, a situation you're dealing with, you know, when you're up close, you see all the details. But if you get a thousand feet up, it's easier to see the overall picture, to see where you've been, to see where you're going. And um, but reading the Bible, I think, is often that one thousand foot view. It's uh, we read a chapter, and then a chapter later, maybe you jump a hundred years. But really think about this: the details, the feelings people felt the struggles that they had, the things they endured, the doubts they had to work through, uh, they dealt with the same things we did. And very seldom did anyone hear an audible voice from God. They heard it like we hear it. They tuned into it. Uh, and nowadays we have uh, so many distractions, but, um, but they just got in tune with God. So uh, Genesis 22 we read about God telling Abraham to go sacrifice Isaac. So it doesn't say it was an audible voice, and I don't really think it was. So, again, that thousand-foot view, it's easy to look at this situation. You read a few verses. We know how it turns out. We can see the typology of Christ jumping forward a couple thousand years. Um. And it, it's easy to glance over this. But when we're talking about having faith when it counts, um, Abraham, even though he had enough faith to trust God in this situation, to follow through, I really believe his human nature had to have cast some doubt into this. Can you imagine how that journey would have felt like? You know, the hesitation. He says he's traveled to the land of Moriah. Uh, and those of you that have children, think about this in your mind. That you're traveling for three days knowing that you've got to take your child, the one you're calling your only child, because of the love you have, because of the promise from God, and you're going to have to be the one to lead them to their death, and you're going to have to be the one to kill them. Uh, just because God could trust Abraham's faith to follow through doesn't mean Abraham's faith was so big that he had no doubts to deal with. Uh, Genesis 22 and 1 says, God did tempt him. God knew what he himself would do, and he knew what Abraham would do. But Abraham didn't know until he went through with it to the point of the Lord stopping him, and this time with an audible voice. You know, when we read this story, it's easy to, to look at this and you know, again, the, the thousand-point-foot view, uh, view that, you know, Abraham, he's, he's the father of faith, and, you know, this was no problem. But God led him through this for a reason, to, to stretch his faith, to help his faith expand. <clears throat> and that's what faith can do for you. It allows you to trust God in impossible circumstances. And so this is an example of Abraham... It may be a bit extreme compared to what you and I go through, but we all have our own journey, our own promises from God, our own goals in life that we can't reach unless we have faith when it counts. 
And just to, uh, so I'll share some of my story. So when I moved to Tyler, it was an act of faith. I had goals in mind that I wanted to pursue. I had a good job. I loved most of the time. And I had excellent pay, I thought. Uh, there was no other career path based on my educational and personal background that I could be that successful. Um, not that it wasn't possible, I just hadn't taken the right steps for it to be possible. And um, so I finally felt like I had secured something for myself and I didn't want to let that go. I had that security. I wanted to hold on to that. It meant something to me. Uh, but God began to deal with me about going home to be with my family. And the lifestyle that came with that career, it had damaged my walk with God. I wasn't involved in ministry anymore. I, I was losing the things that really mattered in my pursuit of financial security. And uh, God started dealing with me more and more. I just made foreman that year. And, uh, and then I went and told my boss that I would complete the job that I was on, and, uh, and then I was done. That, it didn't make sense to me. It sure didn't make sense to them. Um, and, it, and it wasn't, again, it wasn't that I was walking so close to God that the reason that he was dealing with me. But God cares about where we're at. He knows the intentions of our heart. And he's more concerned with our motive than our perfect track record. And uh, so don't wait till you're perfect to think God can move in your life. And so I finished out my job like I said I would, you know, Five weeks of uh, working, counting down the days, thinking, what have I done? You know, uh, I didn't really have any skill that was going to translate over to anything. I didn't have any leads, any opportunities. I knew I wouldn't make the same kind of money, and, and it bothered me. So the job ended. I came home and just determined I was going to trust God. Uh, it wasn't an easy road for me or my family, but I knew I'd stepped out by faith and that God would provide, and the bills did get paid somehow. I kept praying that God would open the right door. For seven months, I prayed about it, put my faith in God. Starting out, I was driving an hour and a half to cut trees with my dad, making about a quarter of what I was making. And I just kept praying about it. And God kept providing, even when it looked impossible. And, uh, and God really began to make himself real to me in this situation. When I began to seek him, when I began to put my faith in him. And then one day, things did begin to happen. Like I said, maybe seven months went by. Uh, Sister Martha came up to me, and she, and she just said, When I see you, I see open doors. And that's all she said. It, she didn't... Uh, lay hands on me and speak in tongues and all that. It was just so simple, so subtle. And everybody needs a Sister Martha in their life. I appreciate that woman. And it wasn't very long after that that I got a call to come interview for a job I hadn't even applied for. God gave me a dream about a specific country the night before the interview. I looked it up because I'd never heard of it. I just thought it was a dream, something made up. And when I got to the interview, they started talking about the very place I had dreamed about. I got the job. I got two promotions in three months that I wasn't even qualified to get. I got a job that I could have never qualified for. 
But it didn't have anything to do with me beyond being obedient to what God had placed in my heart. Having faith when it counted. Being able to step out even though there was fear, even though there was uncertainty, going forward and doing what God had asked of me to do. So, the enemy of faith is fear and doubt. And, uh, but there's a line there. It's, you're going to have a little fear and doubt. But it's what we focus on. One example of this is uh, Peter st- stepping out of the boat to walk to Jesus. And um, now remember that when we talk about Jesus, he was fully God, but he was fully man. He got hungry. He got tired. And uh, so they had just fed the 5,000. Uh, Jesus had been teaching and healing, and, and he was weary. Matthew 14 said, he sent his disciples ahead on the boat, and uh, he wanted to go up into the mountain to pray. And it's good to get away from all the distractions and pray and get renewed. It's one thing to pray in your car or throughout your day or sitting at your desk, and, uh, but there's a renewing that takes place when you get shut in with God and get away from the distractions. So after Jesus finished praying and came down out of the mountain, he just takes off walking across the sea. You can do that when you're God. I've tried it. I couldn't do it. I, couldn't. I don't know if anybody else is that strange, but I did try it. But uh, it says the wind was contrary to the discipleship. They were getting tossed around, and when they saw Jesus, they thought it was a ghost. But after realizing that it was indeed Jesus, Peter asked if he could walk out to meet him, and the Lord tells him, come on. And at first, Peter is walking on the water, but verse 30 says, When he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? When Peter stepped out of the boat, he did so in faith. But when he got too focused on his circumstances, doubt and fear caused him to sink. They had been fighting the waves for hours, no doubt. He was well aware of the waves before he ever stepped out of the boat. Uh, He had to have been a little nervous trying to step out into this storm, but his focus was on Jesus. And he had faith that Jesus said, yes, you can do this, come on. And he, he had his focus right. But when his focus shifted to his problem, His problem became bigger than his God, and he began to sink. So, I don't think God expects us to not have any fear, any doubt. That's the reason we go through things, to build our faith. To have a little bit of doubt, but say, I know God can do this, and God makes himself real to us. Uh, Jesus asked the man who had the demon-possessed child if he believed he could heal him. And Mark 9, 24 said the father of the child cried out with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. He was believing with all the faith he had, and Jesus met him where he was at. It's all right to have a little bit of doubt from time to time. It's all right to be nervous about stepping out by faith. That's what makes our faith grow. Our flesh doesn't see the possibility, but our spirit says, but I know God can. 
God can use you when you step out by faith. God can bless you when you have faith in Him regarding your situation and your finances. Uh, that's why we say taking a leap of faith. Leaping is an action. That requires action. Faith without action isn't doing anything. Uh, there's opportunities missed when we don't step out on faith. God wants to bless us. God wants what's best for us. I think He has a plan for each individual in this place. I know if He can show me a path for my life, if He can use me, He can use anybody in here. He has a plan. He has a purpose for us. we got to be willing to walk through those open doors when they do open uh, and not miss those opportunities. Uh, since uh, Sister Martha spoke to me that first time, she's come to me maybe two or three more times and said something about open doors. And it, it wouldn't be very long after that that something would happen. And God has used her to teach me to be watching for those doors. Uh, in times past, I didn't have the courage to step up by faith. Uh, I missed opportunities. But when I began to grasp the concept of stepping out by faith, miraculous things began to take place. And if you're like me, if you feel like you've missed that opportunity... Uh, if you let doubt get the best of you in a situation, make up your mind to be stronger next time. It's, it's okay, you know. Uh, when I was coming up, there seemed to be a theory that, oh, if you've missed the will of God, that's it. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has ever heard that, but I've heard that. And, but I don't really know where we get that from. I, I know God is the God of second chances and third chances and fourth and fifth. He's long-suffering. Um, that's right uh, but on the other hand some people waste their whole life waiting on God to do everything to give them that job to give them that spouse to pay their bills we got to put action with our faith and do what we can do then God will do what we cannot he knows our capabilities he knows where he can meet us at and he'll meet us there when we're doing our part where does faith come from? Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I heard Brother Tenney say, hearing is in that passage twice, because we need to keep on hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. We need to keep hearing about the things of God. We need to hear preaching. We need to be in the word. We need to encourage ourselves in prayer and in worship. Uh, brother and sister shared testimony. That encourages our faith. And whatever door God has opened or whatever God has told you to do, step out by faith. God doesn't make mistakes. Don't let fear choke out what God wants to do in your life. If God put a burden in you to witness to others, witness to others. If He put a burden in you to start teaching Bible studies, teach Bible studies. It's... There's never going to be that right time, that time where you feel everything is perfect. You feel like you're uh, so perfect that, that uh, you know, that you have every single answer. That time's never going to come. If you've been praying for an answer and you see your answer, reach out and take a hold of that answer. Don't limit yourself with negative thinking. Uh, if God has spoken to your heart, obey Him, even when it doesn't make sense. 
Have faith in those times and trust the Lord. If it's meant to be, He can open a door when there is no door. He said, I'll, I'll open a door and no man can shut it. He's a God that makes a highway in the desert. He's a God that makes a crooked path straight. He can make it rain manna on the desert and feed a hungry people. He can make water come out of the rock. He can make the bitter water sweet. Amen? All right, let's stand this morning. Lord, we love you. Thank you today. Pray that you'd bless the remainder of this service. Touch each and every one in this place. Touch every visitor today, God. Help us, Lord, to be in tune with your spirit and in your will. In Jesus' name, amen.